You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature. And today we're focusing on motorcycles. Joining us uh, on the line is Hein Jonker, who is the founder and chief instructor at the Motorcycle Safety Institute of South Africa. Hein, lovely to have you on the dial. Good afternoon. My Africa, thanks so much. Hope you guys are well up there in Joburg. Uh, we are indeed. Good weather. Just started right. raining, but it's generally very, very good to be here. Uh, before we talk about motorcycles, tell us about the Institute. What, what is the Motorcycle Safety Institute of South Africa? Well, you know, we, we mainly focus on equipping the motorcyclists uh, in this country. And obviously, with technology, we manage to do that um, across the waters as well and up into Africa. But... We provide uh, motorcycle uh, training and mostly specialize on your more specialist courses. And we also equip other uh, equip and support other riding schools by training instructors so that they can establish a riding school in their areas to provide training, which in, in the end uh, feeds, feeds the, the communities where people can actually earn an income on a motorcycle like the Libby Riders and so on. And for four years, we've, we've, we've um, researched and gathered motorcycle uh, accident stats to analyze so we can provide that information through to Road Accident Fund and RTMC. Mm. Yeah, so we've been going on now for about uh, since 2015 with MSI, but my involvement in this industry has been around for about 17 years. So you are best placed, actually, to answer some of the basic questions I have, and I invite you to call Hein on 011-883-0702 for any more complex questions you might have pertaining to motorcycles. My first one, Hein, if I'm thinking of buying a motorcycle, uh, what do I need to consider? What what boxes do I need checked before deciding on which motorcycle I'm going to buy? I think one should stand in front of a mirror and check your attitude before you do anything like that because a motorcycle, buying a motorcycle or a car means that you're going to interact with other people on the road. And if your attitude is not uh, formed around that mode of transport, then you should probably stick with public transport. Um, so attitude number one is check. Then uh, look at uh, your budget and look at what you want to do with a motorcycle. Do you want to commute or do you want to use it for... Uh, um, a, a social outlet on weekends only? Do you want to do it with friends or just yourself? Um, and then training is very important. And also I think the biggest mistake a lot of beginners or people looking at buying a motorcycle uh, make is uh, they buy too big too soon. They buy with, the, uh, I think with a little bit of ego and they buy a motorcycle that's way too much too powerful for, for their skill level at that point. And if you do that, then you end up trying to learn a, ride a motorcycle that is so powerful that it intimidates you. And while you're intimidated, you cannot learn anything proper. So uh, going through the paces and getting your getting training done and getting your learner license. There are so many riders out there that ride without at least a learner license and they involved in an accident. I try not to use the word accident, more crash or a collision. Um, and they face the wrath of insurance claims, uh, third party claims, which some of them can't afford because they're not licensed. Uh, it's too much slip or it's just too expensive or even insurance for that matter. So there's so, so many things, but I think the first thing you should do is check your attitude. No, for sure. If we think of the road network in South Africa, um, not always the safest to be driving four wheels, never mind two wheels. 
Uh, yeah, that's very, that's very true. Every guy who gets on a motorcycle, guy or girl gets on a motorcycle to uh, get into traffic or even normal uh, road conditions from, from place to place, uh, is definitely a gauntlet. It's a risk either way. And, and then the way to minimize that kind of risk is, again, through self-education and uh, rider training and assessment on every ride that you do to kind of pinpoint or highlight issues or scenarios where you had a near miss and why did, did it happen and how can I avoid that from happening again. So it's, it's a con- constant learning curve. If you don't do that, you're not managing your risk and then you're putting yourself up for some really bad news. Um, I know a friend who owns one of the smaller um, Vespa type um, motorcycles. It's not it's not that brand. I can't remember which one uh, he has. Uh, and he fills his tank with like a hundred rand, whatever the amount is. I'm surprised uh, that more South Africans are not on two wheels and they are still on four wheels, given the ever increasing price of fuel. Well, that's a fact. A motorcycle is definitely, uh, for some motorcycles, are definitely lighter on fuel than than, than uh, uh, some motor vehicles out there. But I think the fact that, and, and this is based on also information gathered over years, the fact that uh, mom and dad don't want to go and buy a motorcycle for their son or daughter is that the system that's supposed to keep their um, siblings safe is not really solid in place. In other words, our licensing system for motorcycles is not that good. Um, as far as safety campaigns and awareness for motorcyclists in this country is not really that good. I mean, we make up just under 2.4% of all road users in the country. So it's a, it's a sad fact that um, not more people are getting on motorcycles like we see in, in other countries. Uh, it can definitely be less. Less on the roads could be less on the on the pollution. Um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a it's a difficult thing. No, it definitely is. Uh, we invite your calls, 011-883-0702, uh, your WhatsApp messages and voice notes to 072-702-1702. If you have a motorcycle in your garage and you have specific questions around that, um, you're most welcome uh, to uh, call us and ask Hein your question. Uh, or if you are thinking of uh, adding a motorcycle as an additional optional way of moving around um, in your city, uh, then obviously uh, you can also call. Because when you're sitting in traffic <laughs> and you see these guys and girls on motorbikes and they go past you, I go, why am I not on a motorcycle right now? <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. All right. Um, let's talk about, I suppose, some of the maintenance uh, elements around motorcycles like a car uh, you need to be able to maintain it and maintain it regularly as specified by the maker of that motorcycle i imagine mm, yeah yeah that's uh, that's important you know if you want to have something to last your long time you need to look after it just like any relationship uh, you need to work at it um, and as far as motorcycles are concerned it's not always possible for everyone you know, some some folks, uh, and I'm specifically uh, talking about the delivery riders, some of them are really, the bottom line is, I need to make an income because I need to look after my family. So when the motorcycle mirror falls off or the indicator or something goes on the motorcycle, the motorcycle still moves. So let's just push on 
uh, to make uh, make an income, generate an income for for my family. And and, and I've, I've, I've seen a motorcycle the other day at a more local mall here in Durban. And the front tire of the motorcycle was so slick, I think the guy has to cover that tire with a blanket if not, otherwise the mosquitoes will puncture it. So we ended up waiting for the guy. Um, he never came out because I wanted to make a plan to see if we can get a front tire on his bike for him, but uh, that took too long for him to come out of the mall. So it's definitely maintenance. Looking after the bikes is, is, is so important. And it doesn't have to be the expensive things. It's just small things like check your chain lubrication, check the chain's tension. And every now and then, walk around your bike and make sure that all the lights still work and, and the router still works, the thing that will make you safe on the bike immediately. Brakes. It's basic, basic stuff. Let's take a call from Steve in Joburg South. Steve, what's your question for Hein? Good afternoon. ago that in Cape Town it's illegal for a motorcycle to ride between the lanes that they have to uh, ride in the middle of the lane like a motor car because it's I, I do a lot of driving on the highway and when one is going at maybe 20 30 k's an hour in a traffic jam just moving slowly you get bikes coming between the lanes at high speed and uh, they, they're not there and then they are there and if you actually deviate slightly in the lane they might punch your mirror you know, there's a sort of an aggression that we've got to open up all the time and let through, but half the time you don't see them until they're virtually on top of you. Could you perhaps comment on that? Hein? Yeah, that's unfortunately, we all have that one in the, the, one in the family uh, or the one in the cupboard. Uh, a faltering or a, a, a splitting lanes, uh, you know, can be done can be done uh, safely and with consideration towards other road users. And that's why I mentioned looking in the mirror towards your own attitude, because all of us, when we interact with each other on the road, we have to consider other people. But some of us just don't, because it's too much of me, myself, and I. Um, faltering in tra- on in traffic, slow moving or stationary traffic is allowed. As long, as long as it's done safely and courteously. But uh, then there are other final rules where a motorcycle cannot remain next to another car for, uh, for a long period. Um, he needs to overtake. So if he stays in the same lane next to a car, that becomes an illegal falter. Oh, I see. So, so they will mm-hmm. be allowed uh, to ride alongside another vehicle for a minimum amount of time because one assumes then that you are trying to overtake that vehicle as opposed yeah, to yeah. covering a kilometer distance, for example, while you are yeah, adjacent see. to somebody else. Yeah, see, you're not allowed to, to sit next to another vehicle when you, when you overtake. So if you're sitting in the same lane, you need to move past that vehicle. If you sit next to that vehicle for too long and a traffic officer happens to see and it's not long enough or quick enough to his liking, he can pull that motorcycle off and, yeah. and um, give him a warning for, for doing it that way. Rightfully so. It's not, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the act of faltering or splitting lanes. It is how you do it. As people, bikes get pulled over because they, they, it's a reckless endangerment and the way that they do the faltering. It's not the filtering itself that's illegal. It is the way that they do it. Yeah. Uh, Zoli, you've called in from Pretoria. What's your question or comment for Hein? Hi, hi Hein. Um, just touch on uh, protect, uh, what do you call rider protection, uh, riding gear. I see a lot of people who don't wear proper riding gear uh, to protect themselves. And if you can also touch on the uh, protection rating of rider gear, especially here in South Africa. I know. Uh, internationally, the different um, 
safety rating for different for the helmet and uh, clothing. Can you just touch on that uh, very quickly for us? Thanks, Ali. Hein. Sure. Yeah. Um, and 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 to Africa again, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that unfortunately our country is not very supportive as to um, what you should wear on a motorcycle. Um, if you look at the law, you should only wear a, motor, a motorcycle helmet. Uh, on your head. Uh, so in other words, you can ride butt naked in traffic with only a helmet on your head and you will not be breaking any traffic laws, uh, but you could be fined for being indecent in public. That's un- the unfortunate fact about uh, what you should wear when you ride a motorcycle. And what you do wear is a personal decision, whether you feel you want to protect yourself or not, uh, or whether you want to take a chance to hunt down to the shop with just your short slops and a t-shirt and a helmet on. Uh, that's a personal thing. As far as regulations are concerned on helmets, um, uh, local government, or again, um, uh, we, we, we used to go onto the DOTS, uh, American standard for helmets uh, regulation or helmets uh, standards. Uh, that's been abandoned a few years ago, and we now go onto the ECE, which is a European standard, which is a, a, a much better because the DOT is dated. Um, and the testing standards on, on, on the dot helmets are not up to scratch and ECE is. As far as other riding gear is concerned, there we can make mere recommendations. What type of glove you should wear in what type of conditions, what jackets and reinforcement in the jackets and what type of fabric on the jacket, be it leather or, or, or textile. A motorcycle pants, whether they should be reinforced with Kevlar or ballistic nylon, with padding, boots over your ankle boots so that when you're in a crash, uh, if you wear normal shoes, you know, at impact when you hit the ground, well, your shoes will pop off your feet. So if you wear your boots over the ankle, at least the shoes won't come off and it will protect the foot and the ankle and the small bones on your feet. Um, all these are personal decisions, you know, uh, what, what we make. And, and, and if we make a decision to take a chance like that, then uh, if the time comes, we have to live with that decision, you know. I suppose it stands to reason that if you're going to be riding around in a powerful engine of a Ducati, for example, that you probably need to be padded up better than if you're going to be driving around in the leisure of a Vespa. Uh, it doesn't really matter what you ride, but it's true that I have seen people spend two, three hundred thousand on a motorcycle and they cut corners with the riding gear that they wear. Um, they go buy a helmet that is not even a thousand rand. Uh, that means that they 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 value their own head uh, that controls the whole body to the value of a thousand rand. Um, if, if I had my way, you know, before you even buy a motorcycle, you must buy your riding gear first, and then you buy the motorcycle so that you have a decent budget towards your riding gear. Um, but it's, yeah, it doesn't. You know, you've seen really people where they buy expensive bikes, but they cut major corners when it comes to riding gear. And not everyone does that. Huh? Not everyone. Some people have good common sense and they really fork out the best they can afford. But unfortunately, there are also people that simply cannot afford the simplest of riding gear. No, fair enough. Uh, Tia, you've got a question and comment. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I just want to find out, is it legal for motorbikes, motorcycles to drive around with no number plates? There's no place where a front number plate can be attached and in most cases you don't have a number plate at the back of the motorcycle because when they do something stupid on the road you want to take a picture or report in they just don't have any number plate so why are motorcycles allowed 
to drive around on our roads without a number plate while motor vehicles must have a number plate. I'll listen on the radio. Thank you very much, Theo. You'll probably find that they're actually not allowed to be on the road without a number plate. Hey, Hein. Uh, that, that is correct. But like I said earlier, we all have that one and sometimes ten in the family. Um, some guys take a chance, no plate or even a, a, a small plate that's hardly legible. That's, again, a personal choice, but uh, the they are not allowed. It's, they simply get away with it because local law enforcement have other projects that they feel more important um, to come down on guys riding without, without number plates. Yeah. Let's finish off with this uh, uh, comment on a voice note for you, Hein. Africa, I think the reason a lot more people aren't necessarily getting bike li- uh, bikes is because they don't want to go through the whole writing le- learners and license process again. Um, easy solution to that, to be perfectly honest, is anybody who has had a car license for more than two years, uh, give them an automatic motorcycle license up to 150cc. You know, just a basic competency test in terms of the controls and that kind of thing. The rules of the road are pretty much the same. Um, and hopefully somebody with a two-year car license has enough savvy. Uh, I promise you, you'll sort out of congestion overnight because, not overnight, but fairly quickly because people, uh, I think, are intimidated by having to go through the whole learners and license process again. That's an intriguing idea, Hein. Mm, yep, very, very good question, very good suggestion. Uh, if we could have that, and it's supported by, by our, our government, in other words, the, you can apply for your, um, when you can do your car license after two years, you can get a bike license, providing that you go for a competency test, uh, or at least go for an assessment at an accredited riding school or academy. Um, which will then provide, say, this is fine, this guy can ride the motorcycle and um, that way his license is endorsed because he's gone through a riding academy. Absolutely excellent, excellent suggestion. And they will leave it, Hein. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon and your insights. Africa, thank you for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Hein Honk. Uh, Jonker is a founder and chief instructor um, at the Motorcycle Safety Institute of South Africa. You can find them by going to msi.org.za. That's the Motorcycle Safety Institute of South Africa, msi.org.za.